Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Tales. My name is Robert Bradley. And I'm Kaylee Owens. And starting off today, did you know UWA, they beat Tuskegee last week? Yeah, I was there. I'm on the dance team. Oh, okay, okay. They beat them 36-16, to 16, and so they improved to 3-1 overall, but they yet to find a win within the conference. And so the week before that, they got beat by Valdosta. And they are, I guess you would say, the defending champions of the Gulf South Conference. But they play at home against North Greenville this Saturday. And from what I've heard, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, let me tell you this. That game got intense. There was this guy running the ball. I think it was a UWA player. And one of the Tuskegee guys knocked his helmet off. On purpose? I don't know. I know it got a flag, though. Well, speaking of football, our neighbors up the road, University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. So they overtake Clemson as a number one spot in the AP poll. And I'm excited about it. I'm happy. I'm glad. I think that's where they need to be. I think that's where they should have started at because uh, they played pretty good their first three games. And the last game they played last Saturday, they beat Ole Miss 59-31. to And Clemson, they had a close shootout with North Carolina. I forgot the score. Wasn't it 21 to 20? Yes, 21 to 20. And they scored on the last minute. And so I was just amazed at how they were still going to be number one. And then I wake up the next morning, ESPN says, Alabama's at number one. And so I go back to sleep. I'm a happy man. Yeah, roll time. And so there are also other SEC teams that are in the top 25, which includes Georgia, LSU, and Auburn. I don't really want to say their name, but Auburn. <laughs> uh, and then you have at number 10, Florida, and at number 25, surprisingly, Texas A&M. I'm so glad to see all these southern states up here in the top 25. This is a southern domination in football. Let oh, me yes, go ahead and tell mo- you. most definitely. Speaking of Alabama and Tuscaloosa, there is a mandatory area change in the 205 area this month. Starting October 12th, users in the District of 205, featuring us, Livingston, must dial the three digits along with the seven-digit number when making a local call. The change is the addition to a new area code, 659. That really grinds my gears because my number is 205 and my dad's number is 205. So you have elderly people probably in the community that want to contact loved ones within the area and they have to do yet another extra step. So I think that will really cause challenges and it's kind of ridiculous, really. Yeah, it really is. But the new area code is to supply new members with new numbers. Let's say a child who is just turning 13, 14, is getting a phone for the first time, Mm -hmm. and most of the numbers are taken up. They're starting this new area code to get it rolling. What was the area code? It was the new area code was 659? Yeah. So I know Mississippi's area code is 601, I do believe. So would it affect all of Alabama or like a certain region or certain counties? It'll just affect this region, like the western district, if you know what I mean. So like Tuscaloosa, Pell City, Livingston, Birmingham. Okay. But although it will be assigned to some new telephone numbers and stuff, on November 12th, it will not require customers who already have the 205 number to change their number. Okay, that'll that'll be pretty good because some people think once they hear this, they're like, oh, man, I have to change my number. I have to get a new cell phone provider, et cetera. But now that they hear that they won't won't be required to, I think they'll lighten the load on some people. But at the end of the day, I think... Some people still have a challenge with this. Also, everybody must be careful, though, because if you forget the new dialing procedure, you will receive a recorded message instructing you to hang up and dial it again. Well, keeping it within Alabama, going toward the east from Demopolis Times, 
Governor Kay Ivey, you know, she's doing a bicentennial tour of Alabama, of all the schools. Yeah. So she visits Westside Elementary in Demopolis, and she visits school's community garden. And so the garden was praised by the principal as being a very good garden because it produced a lot. And the children put all the little time and effort into it, which I think is pretty good. And Kay Ivey, she, she likes it. She really does. Do you think she'll go to any more smaller schools for the Alabama Bicentennial? In fact, she did go to my old high school, Clark County High School in Grove Hill, Alabama, and I didn't know about it. I was like, wow, I really could have been there and saw her again. But I saw her previously at Higher Ed Day in Montgomery my sophomore year, and I took like a long shot selfie with her (laughs) because she had a security team around her. So... I didn't feel like being messed up that day, so I just took that and I sent that, like, look, Mom, I'm with the governor, and she thought it was, like, a handshake or something, and it was far off, but it was blurry, but it was the governor. Yeah, it was a picture with the governor. I've got to see her at the Alabama Distinguished Young Woman program for the last two years, so it was really cool. That's cool. Just imagine a stadium full of high school girls and their families going crazy because of the governor. Wow. Just because of the governor. Not any boy band, not One Direction. because of the governor of Alabama. Did she come in there with like a a hype song or something like that? Like a boxer? (laughs) She was one of the first distinguished young women in Alabama. Okay, that's good because she came to the school maybe a couple years before and she just asked that parents and teachers get behind the students and help them become strong leaders of the future. And I think this garden was a really good start and she thinks so as well. Yeah, but on a more serious case in Alabama, the first vaping-related death was reported in Alabama on Wednesday. So an adult male in East Alabama is the state's first death linked to a vaping-related illness, they confirmed. And there has already been 12 deaths in the U.S., not including this recent case. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And so last month... The Alabama Department of Public Health has urged people to quit using e-cigarettes and vape products as they are continuing to investigate all of the illnesses. I think this is just like when they develop cigarettes. Everybody who was smoking them thought they were cool. Some people were actually under stress. And so these vaping cigarettes, they're like a dangerous, a more dangerous factor. I wouldn't necessarily say they're more dangerous because, I mean, in cigarettes, like regular tobacco cigarettes, there are like, there's tar and all this other weird stuff in it, but also now with the vapes and the cigarettes, I mean, there's all types of different chemicals in them too, which are different from the ones of cigarettes. At the end of the day, I think it's just a very bad decision just to smoke in general, in my opinion. I'm really not a fan of smoking. Yeah, and some of the symptoms of lung disease, if you feel and you have smoked and you get any of these symptoms, go to the hospital. Because coughing, shortness of breath is the more serious ones but you can have fever, nausea, and abdominal pains. Also, most of the cases now are among adolescents and young adults. I can believe that because, like I said, the young kids trying to be cool and hip, and they're just speeding up the inevitable process. So I think that's really just ridiculous. Yes, there's such a hype about it now, and they make it look like a safer alternative to smoking Yeah. when it's really just as bad, if not worse, for you. And so many of these kids are finding ways to get them. Because, I mean, the legal age in Alabama is 19. Mm -hmm. But since we live so close to Mississippi, you have to be 18. Also in Florida, too. Yeah. So if they can find a friend or, like, a family member who doesn't really care. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just just a a big big bowl of disaster, you know. Uh, I would call it a disappointment sandwich with extra mayo, as my friend would say. So... 
Speaking of disappointment, how much, wait, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Kia Soul. And how much do you get to the gallon? Uh, about 30, 31 miles. Okay, so I drive a 05 GMC Sierra, and I have dual exhaust, which, you know, burns more gas. I also have a, a V8 engine, so I burn a whole lot of gas. So let's talk about this new gas tax in Alabama, which is already at Last time I checked in certain places, 237, 227. Hey, up here it's like 246, like yeah. 243. I feel like I have to drive to Meridian and wasting gas getting there just to get, to get gas, gas at Walmart at $2 or $2.07 right. and waste gas getting back here. Because when I tell people I go to Mobbles and get gas, they think I'm crazy. It started with the six cent increase. And so the total county gas tax funds are projected to be $46 million. The what do you think they're going to use this gas tax for? Supposedly, it's for rebuilding roads and bridges around all 66 counties in Alabama. They need to fix these roads because let me tell you, where I'm from, our county roads are terrible. I lived on a back road. All of my friends lived on a back road. Even the roads going through town were terrible. I mean, Highway 17 is bad, too. Yeah, I've, I've driven on some pretty bad roads. I, actually, I could probably say that the dirt road that my grandma lives on is probably safer from potholes and erosion than the regular roads are that many people travel on on a daily basis. You're talking about 18-wheelers, emergency vehicles. So they're expected to project $98 million worth of road projects in all these counties by 2020. So this gas tax is supposed to put at least $41 million toward this overall cost of $98 million. Do you think they'll actually start doing this by... Like, they'll be done with it by 2020, or do you think it's just, like, a way to prolong it and get our hopes up? Well, I know one thing. Rome wasn't built in a day, and I don't think many roads can be built, especially with some in the condition that they are. I think it might actually prolong it. They might have the money sometime in 2020, maybe December or October. Yeah. But as far as putting a plan into action, that could take some time. And even yeah. if they do start on it, it's going to take some time to build it. It takes time to do a lot of different projects. I mean, we were talking about it earlier today, you know, like Tuscaloosa and all of their roads that they do in the middle of Tuscaloosa. I mean, I have an experience from when it was the beginning of college and me and my roommate went up to Tuscaloosa to buy stuff for the dorm room and we had to take a alternate route because the middle of Tuscaloosa was closed in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a lot of problems. Yeah, I actually saw a meme about Tuscaloosa and traffic and it said that it takes an hour to get to Tuscaloosa from Tuscaloosa <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny and I also saw another meme that had uh, ALDOT workers, Alabama Department of uh, Transportation workers standing back and there was a big crack in the road yeah. and the guy was holding not a jackhammer but glue, glue, glue that you use for cut and paste projects in kindergarten, repairing the cracks and hey, that's how some people that's what they're doing though <laughs> that's how some people feel about how Counties and especially the state are using money towards building roads and bridges. So wrapping it up for this week on Tiger Tales, you can follow us on social media at UWA Tiger Tales. My name is Robert Bradley. And I'm Kaylee Owens. And this is another episode of Tiger Tales. Music